welcome to Build Brunch, the daily morning show where we talk about the latest topics in pop culture. I'm Brittany Jones Cooper. I'm Shannon Coffey. I'm Allie Colbert. I'm Lucas Tim. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about a surprise reveal from Jennifer Lopez, why Katy Perry may be in hot water for her music, and the reason fans are upset with YouTubers Jake Paul and Tana Mojo's wedding. Plus, Barbara Cavett from the Real Housewives of New York City joins the table, but first... But first, we have some plant-based blends on the table. Plant products contain organic hemp extract, which includes the full spectrum of cannabinoids. Plant Blend offers healthy, hydrating, plant-based beverages for your body, mind, and gut. Flavors include pineapple, caramel, turmeric, ginger, mint, and matcha. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Say those words, Lucas. Say I forgot to read. Um, I took the turmeric and ginger. I know that's really good for inflammation, too. And CBD is good for inflammation. You should have no inflammation after drinking this. Yeah. I love how pretty this bottle is. I feel like the vibe is so right. Oh, that's really good. The vibe So is, is this going to just make me really chilled out, though, if it has CBD in it? Yeah, we're just going to sit here in silence and really mess you up, man. I was going to say, this is going to be the Ooh. chillest show you've ever seen. It's really Wait, good. I forget. Um, does CBD, what does it do, Allie? Doesn't get you high. Oh, oh thank you. Well, then I'm not going to drink it. A lot it. of people think that CBD gets them high. It does not. Just wanted to clear that up. No, I actually, like, really love um, CBD and drinks for inflammation, but also, like, when I'm, like, going to take, like, a stressful commute, Ooh, I need it, you know? Because otherwise I'm like, that. how dare you sit there? I don't feel anything from CBD beverages or snacks. Oh. I need the THC to feel something. Uh, well, I'm already feeling this, so. Well, <laughs> you're pretty easy. <laughs> oh. Cardi B is getting political. The rapper sat down with Bernie Sanders to film a campaign video regarding youth involvement in the 2020 presidential election. She also recently encouraged influencers and vloggers to use their platforms to share information about candidates. Take a look. What up, y'all? I only got one minute to say this, so I'm going to say this really fast. Dear bloggers, dear YouTubers, dear influencers, we have the power to influence our youth to get educated when it comes to our Democratic candidates. You see, the Republicans, they are afraid to stand up to Trump because he might take their positions away from them. But the Democrats, they just don't give a fuck. And my thing is, right, that we get distracted with... People putting Trump on blast, like CNN constantly putting Trump on blast on the illegal shit that he has been committing in this country because he puts things on Twitter that distract us from all the bullshit that he actually be doing. So instead of us posting the little bullshit that he be posting on Twitter, why don't we post every single day these positive things that these Democratic, these Democratic candidates want to do for our country? Like this man has a big chance of winning in 2020 and we could change that. Yeah, Cardi. Press, 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 press. I love, she's right. She's right. I, I want her to moderate all the future Democratic debates coming up. I think this is great. I love when, people, when famous people use their celebrity for good causes, and I think there's no greater cause than the 2020 election. And she's a Bernie Sanders supporter, which, which I gotta love. I think that's really, really amusing and funny. But she really knows her stuff. You know, her favorite president's FDR. And she asked Bernie about student debt, climate change, minimum wage, things that really young, young people care about. And we, we all know that if more young people voted in 2016, Hillary Clinton would have won mm -hmm. by a landslide. And 
they did it, and this is our chance to take um, our country back for us, for us, for our future. Yeah, it's really great because she can actually reach that young audience. I feel like people who are young mm -hmm. and usually not in tune with like you know these like debates mm -hmm. are actually going to tune in because of Cardi. Whereas like sometimes celebrities are like, "You should care," and you're like, "You're only reaching like 50 year olds." Right. right like, yeah. Be quiet, Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> Yanni. I mean, uh, no, he's really great at what he does. I just think he reaches a different audience. He, he reaches me. I, yeah. I, I actually grew up listening to Kenny G. <laughs> Real talk. My mom only listened to Kenny G and Yanni and Anita Baker. Ooh. Kenny uh. G and Laurel? <laughs> Wait, you just made someone sigh, though. <laughs> they didn't laugh, but they were like, They went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like these, uh, the Cardi B videos because it's almost like political cliff notes. Mm -hmm. The way she, like, simplifies it and breaks it down actually does make it super accessible. She was like, Trump's bullshit. They don't like it. Democrats are going to lose jobs if they don't care. I'm like, yeah, that's the gist. Right. Also, she says, learn your candidates. She keeps things very simple. But yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's great. And I think what, to, back, um, to piggyback on what Shannon was saying, I think she's, her demo of, of fans, I would expect, are not very in tune to what's happening and probably would not watch yeah. the debates. But she could possibly get people to watch a debate that happened last night and see Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders defend their Medicare for all against more moderate candidates and see really get people to understand what's at stake, what these candidates are arguing. And I like that. I like what she's saying because I think we too, get, we too get warped in the weeds of Trump's... Um, you know, inappropriate tweets to his to his to his just debauchery. But and she's saying, you know, focus on Democrats. They're they're proposing cool things. This yeah. is what the future can offer if we pay attention. I wonder if like Elizabeth Warren and Kamala are pissed that they yes. didn't think about this because really, uh, Bernie kind of already has young people in his pocket, yeah. and people of color tend to like him. Some of those other candidates probably needed a little more than he does. Them. Well, yeah, I'm sure they're calling up different people, like yeah. Nicki Minaj probably right now. Like, who's got to right. get the Nicki like, vote? Nicki. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, would select when people get endorsed by celebrities, does, does it matter and how it affects their, their their image? It will be interesting though because there are so many Democratic candidates to see who our celebrities start aligning themselves with mm -hmm. I really do think it will start to help narrow the field a little bit like if Beyonce comes out and endorses somebody I really do think that will have an impact on yeah. who's ready you're like on yeah. me, on me. On me. <laughs> I'm just she... waiting for her to tell me who yeah. to vote for. wait didn't she like uh, go for Beto O'Rourke last time she for like, Texas for Texas yeah, yeah when he was so running maybe so. she'll shout him out again but I think she did it like the last minute pop yeah she, she did <laughs> it was like the polls are closed and she was like he's not that bad and also the same <laughs> with Hillary like they have the whole host at a concert like literally like the last minute yeah. pop like okay would have been nice maybe three months ago but you know, she would, she would be a good endorsement. I, I think the celebrity endorsement Beyonce would be up there. Yeah. And good job for Cardi. Do you think she's been inspired by the Kardashians? Because when she's doing, when she did her interview with Bernie and when she did that little video, she definitely was like dressed very pro professionally. Well, party professionally. But, yeah, but still, yeah. And a $9,000 outfit needing Bernie's hand, which is so funny because what he stands for. I don't know. I think she really comes from a, um, a kind of a rags to riches. And so these policies that, Specifically, Bernie, who's uber to the left of really giving, you know, free college, free health care. She, I supports, think, genuinely yeah. supports because I would believe she's been there with nothing and mm -hmm. having nothing. And I think so more than the Kardashians, who are, who I don't, I don't insult. Um, they're doing good work on their own. But I think Cardi has a more genuine feeling of, like, yeah. these are policies I support because I was once in a situation where I couldn't afford anything. Yeah, that's true. Good for you, Cardi. Yeah, good for you, Cardi. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Press, 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 press. Got the red bottom shoes, but she's no political. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez got a sweet ride for her milestone 50th birthday. The singer was gifted a red convertible Porsche from her fiance, Alex Rodriguez, who shared the special moment on YouTube along with a shocking reveal from JLo. Take a look. Oh my God! I'm gonna have to drive? Oh my God! What did you do? Oh my God! <laughs> 
You like it? You oh like it? Oh my god, it's beautiful. I've never driven a car like that. I've never had a car like this. I've never driven a car, period. Uh, I, I'm like so, I'm so pleased to see JLo get so excited over a car knowing that her net worth is so astronomical <laughs> that that this like blows her away. Right. Like, uh, what? Like <laughs> you could buy a million of these cars, but she's like, she's like acting like this is like her super sweet 16 on MTV. It really did look <laughs> like a super sweet 16. You know, like she's just so stoked and it makes me happy to see her so genuine. Like she's yeah. someone who always is so curated, I feel like, and like is always trying to be in control. So seeing her like surprised and happy, I'm like so, it's like endeared me to her in a way. Yeah. she has the best life ever. I think in the, just like in the last year, I've just been like, she really has everything. This man is so sprung on her. He mm -hmm. is A-Rod. He has dated every celebrity. He is just putting all his eggs in this basket. He is constantly <laughs> like, she's the best. You're the best mother. You're beautiful. Our children, like, he is so in love with her. I've never seen. Do this. they have kids together? She has oh, two she children. Has he twins. has two children. And they're like the Brady Bunch. Like, right. they love each other's kids and everybody hangs out. And it looks like this perfect blended family. He is uh, so into her. Every, he is yeah. so every, into so her. So I think every man that J-Lo has been with has become a better man when they date her. I mean, I, Ben Affleck was dressed better, was better. Mark Anthony was better, more famous. Alex Rodriguez, who's kind of a player, yeah. kind of not a really well-known, nice-to-be-nice guy, has become a gentleman, feeding her, and such a fanboy to his, to his now fiancé. So I, I, J, I, I mean, I don't, not surprised, J-Lo is a huge catch. So yeah. I would, I'd be on my best favorite, too. It is just startling to see. Do you, have you seen the picture of uh, him and a so it was A-Rod, Mark Anthony, and J-Lo all together. And it was like, always be careful of that third wheel. Because he was just like <laughs> waiting for Mark Anthony to mess up and move in. Oh, really? Like, yeah, go for I... his shot. Yeah, it's a great. They were like at a Yankees game. Oh, wow. Oh. And so it was like, always be wary of the nice guy. Because he's just like sitting there with them. But like, I'm going to steal your wife. Yeah. Oh. And he did, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I support their relationship. I'm so happy to see her happy. I really was. Like, I grew up with Mark Anthony, like, listening to his music. Mm -hmm. So when they got together, it was like a Puerto Rican's dream. Yeah. Like, I just, like, loved them together. I was so happy they had kids. I was like, we're in it. It's going to be forever. We're going to get the albums. And then they broke up, and I was like, no! Oh, but I am really excited because their children are already like singing online and like uh, JLo, you know, she knows her skill set and she was like, oh, they have their dad's voice. Because <laughs> like the baby girl's so good. Right. Yeah, Emmy was singing and then they had the little guy rapping the other day. Yeah. For her birthday, she had everybody perform for her. So her son rapped Hamilton and she was like hyping him up and she was like standing up and stuff. She just seems like the, I don't know, she's yeah. just the best. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not surprised <laughs> she's never driven before. I mean, because if it, like when's the last time Jennifer Block took the subway? Probably in the 90s but it, it was the last time then she got famous and you, when you're famous yeah. you don't you're driven around yeah you you don't drive usually so i'm not surprised she's like i've never driven because she was a new yorker and then she became famous and she well i mean i see famous people on the subway all the time but i think when you're a diva which oh. that's this brand of you know pop star what famous people do you see on the subway? i mean jake gyllenhaal gyllenhaal rides the train all yeah. the time i saw felicity huffman uh, and william h macy on the train before yeah, they're just a parker andy cohen like, yeah. those kind of celebrities definitely ride the train. Right. But J-Lo, she's like... Well, yeah. her party looked okay. amazing. She had at the Estefan estate on a Star Island in Miami. And, like, it was this amazing party that apparently even Ryan Seacrest wasn't allowed into initially because they the, the, didn't have him on the list. So he was invited. <laughs> he was invited, and he flew down for it because he, he didn't know it was in Miami, but he was had to be there because he loves J-Lo. And 
he, he apparently went to the went to the bouncer and they're like, "You're not on the list." He's like, "What? I'm That's Ryan Seacrest." But they eventually let him in and stuff. But hey, now imagine you telling someone like, "I'm Ryan Seacrest," <laughs> and they'd be like, "Who? <laughs> that guy from American Idol?" Like, okay. Oh man. Oh well, happy birthday, J Lo. We love you. Yeah. A jury has decided that Katy Perry's 2013 song "Dark Horse" has copied a Christian rap song titled "Joyful Noise." The case will go through a penalty phase to determine how much money Perry owes for the infringement. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first second I heard this, I mean, I have learned a bit about Katy Perry's upbringing, and she had a really religious, like, grow. You know, she was a childhood, um, like, very into the Christian church. And they're, I, they're preachers, they're pastors, right? Yeah, her name used to be yeah. Katie Hudson. And I know her parents were like super offended when she came out with like her first few like edgier tracks about kissing girls. <laughs> yeah. So like the fact that she probably tried to steal a church song, <laughs> I, I believe that that's that's well, childhood Katie playing rebel rebellion. Yeah, I mean it's not a, technically a church song; it's a rap <laughs> Christian song. Not, I, I know you haven't been to church before, but they don't sing yeah. rap. No, I and I'm Jewish. Yeah. I know. So they don't sing it, but, but I have listened. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a... <laughs> that's, like a that's a classic that's one. That's a church song. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, so if you do Breaking listen to it... Breaking up the church humor. <laughs> love you, God. Um, the beats are very similar. It sounds like Katy Berry's just slow down yeah. the beat, and that's yeah. the only thing it that's different with like it. It doesn't sound like it to me. Oh, really? I, I heard the, back... Not the chorus. No, not the... But the... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 and that little uh, weird sound yeah. is in it. Very similar. I mean, if... Why you can't know, you take that? I don't... I <laughs> Just take You have it. to pay for it. I mean, yeah. Vanilla Ice is... So David Bowie, that, this is yeah. equally as similar, I think, yeah. to... Yeah. And the lyrics are wildly different. Oh, yeah. So the songs are so completely <laughs> so different. You know. But I do love it that that Dark Horse, God love you, Katy Perry, has six songwriters, and they're all getting sued. Six, There's six songwriters, songwriters on Dark Horse, which is, she is not imagined by John, uh, you know. I mean, She's a beast. I call her karma. Yeah. I eat her heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. It took six, six people to write that. Yeah. Well, no, the thing wow. is, like, with that process, if you come in and go, but well, well, let's add a little right here, then that person gets a credit. Right. Like, it's so wild in that collaborative yeah. experience that you, no matter what you add, your your name is going to be there. Totally. And then you have ownership over the song. Yeah. Why Wait, you does she have it? a writing credit yes. on it? Yes. She writes, she co-writes all her music. Okay, yeah. so she, yeah. Yeah. So who's to blame for this? And like the produ- like did somebody? Maybe uh, she did we think she did it, or like was a producer? I don't know. There's a chance that only a few of them knew. But there she, there's gonna be. I wonder how much money they got because this was the first music video by female artist to reach a billion views on YouTube. Wow. Dark Horse. So like, no, it I, I mean, and you get money, royalty <laughs> fees from you know three and a half billion. I mean, <laughs> so I would expect these Christian rappers to be getting a hefty payday or ownership over Dark yeah. um, Horse, which would be huge for them yeah. because royalty fees would they would be a rich, I think, well off the rest of our lives. And apparently this is already, our makeup artist uh, listens to Christian music, and she was like, this is a huge Christian artist, so if you're going to rip off somebody, don't rip off one of the most prominent Christian artists. Yeah. Like, it's going to be obvious, and she did anyway. Right, and yeah, it came out, I think that, that song came out in 2008, Dark Horse came out in 2015, so wow. not that many years. The proof is in the pudding, and let me tell you, the pudding isn't Lucas. <laughs> pudding, oh yeah, I want to clarify, like, I am not the pudding. I thought pudding meant... No, just, just don't, don't, yeah, just, you're, don't you're, go you're, too you're this, Yeah, you're the just spoon, you're we the got spoon. it. You're... Do you remember that story <laughs> where 
uh, Katy Perry was trying to buy a church, like a really <coughs> old church, and these Ooh. nuns are really upset with her about it. Yes. And so she was trying to impress them, and to impress them, she, when she met with them, she like dressed conservatively and then showed them her Jesus tattoo, what? and they were like, "You suck." Even Wait, worse. She, so there's this, there's this California that. convent that Katy Perry yeah. wanted to buy to make her mansion. The convent was selling it, but they did not want to sell it to Katy Perry. So she tried to impress these nuns, and God, is it, is I am such a nun fan. I love them. Just said? Yeah. yeah. But it's so, I just reiterating. But I mean, it's like it, when I said it, it came from the mouth of a Satanist. So people were like, "Lies, uh, woman." And then once no, you I said throw, it, Shannon literally right. just said that, and then so Lucas I just said excited. it again. Right. I just get excited. We all do that to each yeah. other. Yeah. And oh, remember when she met with the Pope? Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember. Yeah, she met with Pope Francis. Was dressed very conservatively. Katy Perry still is a. I think when you're when you're when you grow up very religious, still has that very religious. Um, kind of complex she relationship. Does, like Madonna, yeah. like Madonna. I mean, she does, but she's really, I think like Madonna explored a lot of different religions. I think mm -hmm. she was really into religion. And yeah. so even when she was with Russell Brand, I remember like she was studying oh like God, Buddhism yeah. and like getting really deep into that. Where's like, Russell Brand? I, I love Russell Brand. He's probably on a bender somewhere. <laughs> I do. I know he's you so. Would. I think he's so problematic, and I get. And he's really interesting, but he's so smart and he's crazy. I think he's just this crazy kind of smart dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't Sometimes know. your opinions are trash. I could see you dating <laughs> Russell Brand. Me too. Me too. I would braid his hair. We'd be a beautiful. He's someone who's so ugly hot. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. I'm into it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I feel something. Ugly. Huh? I don't know. He did this amazing documentary about the opioid ish like problem, heroin issue in London, and he's so passionate about it and so well versed on it. So that's what I mean. Like mm -hmm. the work that he does, the good work that he does is really good. He does a lot of other wild shit, but like yeah. you know who's also so hot? Russell Crowe. <laughs> YouTube stars Jake Paul and Tana Mojo tied the knot this weekend in what is being dubbed the YouTube Royal Wedding. However, the occasion was not a fairy tale for some fans who paid money to tune into a live stream only to find the feed frozen with no audio. Users are taking to Twitter to request a refund. This is so funny to me that it was frozen for so many people because I didn't pay anything to see this wedding and it was on my feed everywhere, like clipped out. Oh. And I was just like, I don't want to see this. Stop, you guys. <laughs> and it looked to me like, if you ever watched like wrestling, it looked to me like that like local wrestling gang who would like put videos on the internet and be like, hey, Bobby, you're not going to get me, man. I'm going to kill you. Because like literally like Jake Paul jumped in and during the ceremony, not like after the wedding, like during the wedding, they just finished their vows and he's like I got I got something I want to say oh and then a gosh. fight broke out like it was just like so intense and I was like I, I need help yeah and the guy who was being the priest like beat the shit out of the yeah, guy who yeah. started yeah. the fight yeah. look he's about to go in he's about to go in there's the priest oh god oh, no, it goes. No, 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 no. where Love are we Jesus. what is yeah. this who are these people and then I saw a list of someone, guys, this took me down a weird little hole, but I saw a list of, like, all the crazy things that happened at this wedding. And someone was like, and Riley Reed got naked. And I was like, who's Riley Reed? Why'd she get naked at this wedding? And I looked her up, and she's, like, a pornographic actress. And I was like, well, that's not odd. When I looked up her Twitter, the first video I saw, and, like, you know, like, earmuffs if you don't want to hear it, was, like, her celebrating half-naked, like, bent over with a, a incense stick, coming out of her butthole. What? And I was like, the guidelines. I was like, are we, like, I was like, what's happening? Like, is that how we're celebrating weddings now? Yes. I don't want to put incest. Incense. incense. <laughs> or incest. I don't Either. want incest, and I also don't want incense in my butthole. I'm interested to see the rest of this guest list if she was on it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That's insane. It looks like, I think, a lot of wild people, but... 
Yeah, my thoughts Stormy are with Bella Thorne, who's like really upset about this wedding. Oh. Who? Oh. Bella, Bella Thorne. Thorne. Why? Because she used to date her, and um, like they like broke up, and she oh. think like a lot of people are speculating this is fake, you know, allegedly, uh -huh. and like even his brother was like, it's gonna last a month. No, 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 a month and a half. Wow. Like he was thinking of a contract. He was like, no, no, no it's a month and a half. So yeah. I guess oh, was okay. it just maybe a cash grab? Because I think they charge fifty to seventy-five dollars per viewer. So I think sixty-six thousand people are now requesting a refund. So that's like three million dollars or something like that. Oh my god! So it's like maybe it was just a cash grab, but then now that the live stream failed, they have to. They're not. Jesus, what was the point? can they fix the live? So many people have issues with live streams. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. This is so upsetting to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, this is this, so upsetting. I'll send you all the this, videos. I, I, what well, part entertaining? Just just okay. the whole notion of just the whole notion of like that's why I love what Cardi B did. Like this this has bugged me, but. Oh, no, I'm just saying I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not fans of them. So I, so when people pay to watch people get married and, and I don't, I think it seems very like contrived and yeah. not, I get, I get, I get sad. Who would you pay <laughs> Lucas to is watch the biggest a live stream of their wedding? Oh, well, I would have watched Beyonce and Jay-Z's wedding, but oh, I think yeah. that is like. Super private. Super private, but they're, they're classy individuals. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch them have sex. <laughs> Who, yeah. I have watched them have sex. <gasps> don't tease. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now it's time for today's guests. You may know Barbara Kawavit from the Real Housewives of New York City or as a construction mogul who has taken the world by storm. Today she's here to talk about her novel, Heels of Steel, a summer read that tells the story of a woman fighting her way to the top of the construction industry. Everyone, please give a warm bill bunch welcome to Barbara Kawavit. <laughs> I'm wearing okay. heels of steel and a spray tan, so yeah. there you, you go. Look but not a wrap dress. <laughs> no, no, but maybe later on tonight I will crop, wrap, all good. I love the wrap dress. <laughs> but but it's kind of like a little kind bit. Of it is a little bit. You look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for having um, me. I think this is such a cool concept for your book. I know it's based off your personal story, so how does it feel that people are going to get to read it or inspired by your personal story? You know, I get emails all the time. I'm in construction. I want to be in construction. You guys, you are such like a force, a pioneer, because I didn't know how to do it, and now I'm kind of paving the way for women to be in this male-dominated field in New York City. And it feels great. I've been doing it for such a long time, and I think it's about time that women get their day in court in a male-dominated field. Absolutely. Yeah. And the story is based on a woman named Bridget Steele, and she wants to be the first woman to build a skyscraper. Yep. So what parts of her story were actually inspired by your story? Well, really, most of the book is true. Okay. It's, it's based on my story, and I didn't want to write a memoir because, you know, I didn't want to like give it away as far as names <laughs> and I didn't want to end up in the like the Hudson River somewhere. Right. You, you still know? want to have social life in the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah, <Forget> yeah. <laughs> so um, I really believe that from my perspective as a woman to tell the story about how I had to fight the unions, how I had to get rats in front of my buildings when I was yeah. working at Bloomingdale's, um, all of that is really true. And I wanted everyone to know that you don't have to have any resources. I didn't come from any money. I was born and raised in the Bronx. And um, you can do it just by being passionate about what you love. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of the stories are true, which means the characters are probably based off of real people. 
So what was that process like? Did you have to get permission or did you just go for no, it? No, that's <laughs> what's great about writing a novel. You can just write your heart out, you know? I mean, if you read the book, Jason is a love interest and he's a competitor in the book. Mm. And we end up competing to build this skyscraper. And it's, is it between, you know, do you want the love or do you want to, you know, be successful in business? Mm -hmm. Like you've got mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. With a twist. Yeah, definitely. With a twist. Way like a wrench. Yeah. With a wrench. <laughs> and um, so it, it was like, it's really exciting to see what this woman chose to do. Like against all odds, she went to build the skyscraper. Yeah. She was like, screw this. I'm going to build it. And if you're around when I'm done, I'll pick you up at, you know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned Jason in the book. Why was it important to make the book sexy and romantic as well? Well, I think, you know, I was trying to skew towards the younger audience. Um, and I think it's important, you know, for women that are just, um, you know, kind of developing and not sure which way to go. This was really a, an inspirational book, and I wanted a woman or a young girl to be able to read it and, and be like, I can do anything I set my mind to do because Bridget Steele did it. Right. So that's why it was you know, really important. Yeah, and you've been meeting with producers to potentially turn this novel into a movie. Yes! It should be so exciting. Yeah! What is that process like? And I'm curious who in an ideal world would you have play, play uh, Bridget? That's you a great question. I'm so glad you asked. Well, I just got back from L.A., and we met with um, movie producers um, and different, you know, production companies, mm -hmm. and it seems like it will be a TV series in the very near future. Wow. And everybody asks me the same thing. Who do you want to play Bridget Steele? And I say the same thing. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> but no joke, I was just going to suggest yeah. that I can yes, see Yes, yes, yeah, J-Lo. Yeah. There's nobody else. She's from the Bronx. She's, she took the six train. Um, oh, you know, that would be awesome. That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. But she did that movie Second Act, and I, yeah. right? right? And it's like a, I could see it. And she played the cop in that other. Shades of Blue. Yep, oh. Shades of she's, Blue. She would be perfect I mean. for this. And she, do you remember when she did the video, like, and she was, um, she was like Jennifer Beale in Flashdance? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my she, God. She was like that iron worker. Yes. I mean, she already, yeah, she wrote perfect. the part for herself. I love so. yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Actually, that we, we have it sent out to her, so I'm just waiting to hear. So. J-Lo. You're watching. You get a lot of love today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And in the book, Bridget actually gets asked to build a secret S&M dungeon. Yeah. Which is something you've done in real life. Yes. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> Yeah, it was for a, a woman, a very wealthy woman in New York City, um, up on mm -hmm. the park somewhere, and <laughs> and she lived in a gorgeous, you know, ten room apartment, and she was just very into S and M. Good for her. And like Fifty Shades of Grey on crack. I no mean, was, way. Yeah, and it was behind her bedroom wall, so it was a secret, yes. you know, room, and it had all the bell bells and whistles, including this swing that we had to reinforce like into the ceiling with, with a lentil. It was like a piece of steel. So because she was into um, larger women. Wow. So, oh, yeah. wow, this story My. keeps getting you, better. You literally go behind closed doors to like I, people's intimate parts of their life. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, you know, I've seen so many different sides of how people live. I mean, I did a lot of work for um, supermodels, you know, way back, you know, when it was the, the mm -hmm. yeah. supermodel era. 
And um, I got to see a lot of interesting things. That's fun. <laughs> oh, that's so wild. I'm like, where is it? I need to go. <laughs> I was thinking of like crashing that party. But <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah. Well, the novel's also very honest about, you know, like the sexism in the industry and the corruption. So was it like a little bit nerve wracking to have to include that part of it? Yeah, but I wanted to make it, and that's why it was so important for me to write the story and nobody else, because it's an authentic story. So, you know, you couldn't just develop a story based on what you think. I based a story on a book on what happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, to get um, threatened um, on a job site uh, by people in the union, that happened. Everything that happened that I wrote about in the book actually happened. Wow. So whether it was the unions, whether it was corruption, whether it was me being threatened for my life, mm. um, there was consistently a sign that said men only, and I had to you know, create my own way of getting in. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just a, you know, true. Everything yeah. is really true that happened. Yeah. Wow. And when did you first realize you wanted to go into construction? Because I, I feel exactly like what you said. When you see a sign that's men's only, like, I just wouldn't even, like, bring up the confidence to even try. Like, it's so intimidating. Well, you know, um, I went to SUNY Oswego for college, and after I graduated with a degree in finance, I heard my mom and her friends talk around the table that they wanted people to get things done in their, ho their home, whether it was hanging a picture, mm -hmm. fixing a leaky faucet. I mean, you guys have all been there where, you know, there's the things that go wrong in your house or your apartment and you don't know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I thought of this great idea for a woman to attract other women instead of going after, like, the plumber with the, the right. pants, mm -hmm. like the plumber's crack. Let me, like, I was a cute girl. I was spunky. I was like, let me stand outside of a shopping center with business cards and introduce myself and go up to women and I listed every home improvement and wow. I and I said I can help you with all these different things in your home and they would call me and I would try and look in the local paper for like carpenters electricians all the tradesmen and like all of a sudden this little business and I mean little blossomed into a hundred million dollar business in New York City Wow, that's so, so inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of inspiration, what would you say to young women who are interested in getting into it? You know, I think nowadays it's so much easier because there are, um, there are courses out there, there are women's organizations out there, there's so many networking opportunities, and I think, you know, there's people like me that have become pioneers and have forged the way, and, you know, I'm constantly trying to, you know, answer my messages, my emails, my Instagram, my Twitter, like, how do I do it, what do I do, so there's people to give you, you know, mentorship and advice and to be there for you, so I always encourage women, like, if you want to go into um, engineering or architecture or construction, like, there's definitely an outlet for you to be successful. Yeah. Find community. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah absolutely. So we also know you as a cast member of The Real Housewives of New York City. Congratulations on finishing Thank the season. You. It really was. Oh, my God. You survived, and it really <laughs> was survived. one of the best seasons of the entire 11-year run of the show. So congratulations. It was awesome. You came on as Luann's friend, like her ride or die. Do you think that, that coming on in that capacity um, kind of forced women to perceive you in a different way, to, to not let you in as easily because they were like, oh, she's Luann's friend? Yeah, I mean, I think I didn't know it at the time, but I just did what came naturally, and that is to be like a ride or die. That's who right. I am. Like, I, I protect the people I love. And um, I didn't understand that that was going to create, like, this separation. You know, I knew Luann was in a lot of trouble. 
um, when we first started filming. I mean, she was in a very vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I really needed to protect her, and that's exactly what I did. Right. So did it affect my relationships with the other women? Absolutely. So were you surprised how, and, I, and I, I'm very happy you and Luann kind of uh, came together at the reunion, how upset Luann got at your just little comments at her show. You've been to eight of her shows. You just said, you know, <laughs> she's not the best singer, but I love her yeah. performances. Were you surprised how mad she got? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt that Luann um, definitely is quick to get so mad at me when she, I felt like she forgot what I did. Mm -hmm. And nobody right. really understood what I did for her, you know, and, and this is not common knowledge, yeah. being the power of attorney, having to deal with the attorney, four attorneys, you know, right. that, that was a lot. Basically dropping my business and my life to take care of her. So for, for her to call me out on that and to be so angry with me, I thought I deserved to pass on that. Yeah. Over and something that is true. But yeah, she's, yeah. A, but she's a, she's a <laughs> great performer. Now. It's a fun show, but she's not Adele, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, they didn't, they didn't show the context of it. Mm -hmm. It was actually not a friend that I was sitting next to. It was my sister. Oh. And my sister lives in London, yeah. and she is completely out of the housewife. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> you were filling her in. Yeah. So I was trying to fill her in, and I brought her to the show, and right. she's like, so oh. what kind of show is this? You know, and I, and they don't tell the whole story. And she's like, so is it like Adele? Right. Oh. Adele? right. So, so does she sing like Adele? I'm like, no. You know, and that's when I had to go into it. Right. So That's a key detail. That's yeah, a key that's detail that I cut out. Yes, that's it is key. a key detail. Yeah. So besides uh, Luann, I mean, we watched from Mona just really grill you like no other yeah. and I mean she she but you she took you shopping you seem to really try with her and even when Miami was she not disinvited you not invited you out how was it dealing with that dealing with Ramona and where does your relationship stand with her right now okay well first of all I'll go from your last question forward yeah. I have no relationship with Ramona I don't know if you saw the clip recently of this past weekend when she was in the Hamptons and she asked one of the uh, housewives from Potomac right. to come out of the to get Giselle, out of the Giselle, I cannot believe she did. Mm -hmm. Giselle, who, Giselle is, is one of the uh, legends. She has made, she is like, paved her way up for the Potomac I women. I mean, so that just shows you what she is like. Right. You know, and then she'll smile for the camera. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing's wrong. Like, right. it's just, <laughs> like, what's wrong? Like, I literally think that there was an oxygen deficiency <laughs> at birth with her. No, like, what else can you blame it on? She's, like, she's very, she's very tough and very. Um, I was very surprised how, because like you guys have known of each other, similar worlds, that she was very harsh of not letting you into the group. I, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you read very well on the show, yeah. and I just wanted to say, I, I mean, you spoke briefly about your same-sex relationships on the show. As a member of the LGBT community, I really appreciate. I'm the B in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's I, a reason. I really appreciate that visibility, especially for a show that has almost no diversity mm -hmm. and uh it was just great to see i mean what did you feel like watching it back and sharing that like what was that experience like for you well i thought i thought the reaction i was really disappointed in mm -hmm. the reaction um i thought that any um anybody's sexuality no matter what you are i don't care if you're pansexual whatever it is that you choose to love it should be embraced and never criticized and i felt like i was <laughs> yeah yeah, and um, I felt like I was criticized because I did fall in love with a woman, and, you know, it was almost two years that I was in a really 
um, amazing, loving, compassionate relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that right. I'd ever been in a relationship with a woman. And, and I thought that the way they portrayed it was just negative and scandalous. And when you think of, mm. like, who's who's bisexual these days? Like Rita Ora, right. Kristen Stewart. Everyone, you don't everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so I, I thought that they could have embraced it a, a well, lot. I think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a serious critique of the Real House, the House Housewives show. The show. Because they, they are, of course, a lot of gay people watch them and fans of them. But when it comes to actual cast members or when homosexuality, bisexuality comes up, they get very nervous and don't know how to deal. So I just want to applaud you because I think you are the first openly queer person, queer cast member yeah. of any Real Housewives yeah. show. Yeah. So whatever happens, you've paved the way hopefully for yeah. the yeah. next person to come out and just it be not a big scandalous deal because it isn't. I, it isn't. Yeah. And especially in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, And that goes to show again to the sometimes with the housewives, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's like, loosen up. We are Well, it in... dates them a little bit. Yeah. And I don't... Well, and, exactly. And I think they should get I'm more thinking, with the times. Uh, yeah. Kim Zolciak and Daniel Staub both had relationships with women, but the way they handled it was, was really disrespectful. Very disrespectful. So you're right. Yeah. It's like, there needs to be some room for improvement in, yeah. this, in franchise. And that was the name of my first book, Room hmm. for Improvement. Well, there you go. Well, there we go. <laughs> Barbara, thank you so much for joining us. This thank really was insightful. We love getting to talk thank to you. you. Everyone, make sure to pick up a copy of Heels of Steel wherever books are sold. We will see you all tomorrow, same time, same table. Bye, everyone. Thank you.